Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Sunday, bitches. It is. Whatever day you're listening. Yeah, we don't know what day you're listening, but we're (laughs) making this on Sunday. What is going on, besties? This is Jill Coleman. This is Danny J. All right. What up? What up? It's cold today. It's winter. It is. It is (laughs) fucking winter. (laughs) I know. Danny just texted me the other day and goes, is it raining there too? (laughs) We just texted about the weather. What is this? Yeah. I was like, what is this Five hours away. Same weather. Yeah. It well, is, I just remember uh, California. California last year was very wintry, so I was wondering if this it was year raining a lot. Too. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's getting getting colder here. But it's, what's funny is like no one's been getting any snow. We're going to Colorado this week for uh, our first snowboarding trip, and like I don't yeah. think they have much snow. <laughs> like I think they're going to oh, get dang. a little bit this week, but like no one really has any. Mammoth is finally getting a little bit, but we're going to Japan in like three weeks, and they have a ton. So I've been definitely so watching exciting. like snow porn on my like snowboarding porn on my <laughs> Instagram, and uh, excited for that. I'm so excited for you and jealous. My sperm dad is also going to Japan this year. I'm like, oh, I'm really going to Japan this year? Oh, yeah, yeah, I just found out. I just found that out when I told my dad so, I was going. He goes, yeah. I go, yeah, I'm going. Keith and I are going to Japan. He goes, Jesus. <laughs> Like his response is like he could never imagine literally going to the other side of the country. I mean, the, the world yeah. for him, like yeah. traveling is going to to Ireland. Like they speak English there. Yeah. Like so for him, yeah. for whatever reason, an Asian country just feels like so different. Which it is. Like culturally, that's one of the things I'm most excited about. It's just like the culture is so yeah. different. I'm uh, I'm ready for some I discomfort. Think- Yeah, I think the Asian countries to me personally are the scariest ones to travel to because of. The culture and the, the and I kind of said this to you, the language, it's not just, you know, you can go to Germany and not understand German, but you can see the same letters that we have. So you can sound words out, but right. in any, I've been to China and just, you couldn't read anything. So trying to look on a map or even call an Uber or so, anything, I was so lost. I'm like, I don't know. In fact, we planned this trip, um, it was 2011, went to China, Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia, and we hadn't booked any hotels the whole time, except the first night we arrived and the last night we left. The first night we arrived, we had booked a hotel in, in Beijing and we never found it. So we ended up just forfeiting it and just booking like on the spot. We just walked around until we found a hotel because we could not figure out how to use the cabs. We didn't mm. know. So we kept trying to get in the cab and the cab drivers would say no and slam the door. So we, I still don't know what we were doing wrong. Um, so we couldn't get a cab. We couldn't find where we were going. And it was it was wild. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited to hear your experience in Japan and see. And also, not a lot of people speak English, at least as yeah. much, I don't think, as the European countries. Agree. So. Yeah, actually, that's what they said. Even in Tokyo. Yeah, even in Tokyo, they were mm-hmm. like, a lot of people don't speak English. So Yeah. We'll but see. today, 2024, Google Translate, there's a lot of things that make it a lot easier than it probably was in 2011, for sure. Yeah. There probably is, but yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable, yeah. but I'm excited for the, excited for the snowboarding. Apparently it's the best snow yeah. on earth. So I'll Love report it. back. Yeah. Um, so today we're going to talk about something just was kind of brought up in a personal experience, but friends 
how do I put this? Friends changing, but mm-hmm. changing abruptly, maybe. And interactions, <laughs> <laughs> interactions with friends that um, kind of throw you off on the friendship. So maybe some examples would be, and just like maybe in an overall context of how people respond to you and how it can impact your friendship. So even small things, and I've heard this different stories from people on maybe they had um, a, an illness or somebody in their family die and then how their friends reacted really shocked them and it made them like think of them differently. In fact, I have a girlfriend right now who has breast cancer and I've been driving her to chemo uh, the last three or four times. And she, she was telling me on the last ride last week that I'm the only person that's kind of stepped up and helped. And she kind of expressed some of her disappointment and how people said they were going to do things and then they didn't. Mm. And it's made her kind of shift how they, how they think, how she thinks about them or how they reacted. Maybe they're just not asking how she's doing. They just kind of don't have the conversation. And I've seen this too Mm. with death. You know, I I had a client who, whose son passed away and she said a lot of her friends just didn't talk about it. And I think in these situations, a lot of times you don't know how to, you don't know how to respond. So sometimes you think, oh, it's going to hurt them. So I don't want to talk about it. So I want to kind of talk about this broad experience that we can have with friends and our friendships, how they might react to some news or react to something and how we also as friends can react and kind of crumble the friendship, maybe even unbeknownst to us. Maybe Mm -hmm. we even have someone in our life where like, hey, they're not as cool with me as they used to be. Maybe it's because we did something to them, you know? So Mm -hmm. I wanted to just kind of bring this broad conversation around friendships and how we react to news, good news, bad news, and how that can affect us long-term and affect the friendship. Yeah, this is um, a really nuanced conversation. In fact, the, the episode that Danny Coleman and I did a couple of months ago, we talked a little bit about this because we talked about how to deepen relationships. And one of the mm-hmm. things we talked about was the need for um, vulnerable sharing. And what if you don't get a... Um, a non-judgmental or an empathetic response, it sort of starts to turn you off to feeling as if that person is safe to share with. And it's hard because as friends, you don't want to feel like you're tiptoeing around your friendships. You don't want to feel like everything is so fragile. But one of the things that Dan said, I don't think he said in the episode, but we've talked about this before. He was like, if you have a friendship or you have a relationship that's been that has like banked up a good amount of positive experiences and a good amount of deep conversations and like vulnerable shares and honest communication it's typically able to withstand some of these mm-hmm. things like i'm even thinking about you and i in our friendship, we've certainly had, you know, we've had conversations that were not fun for us to have. We've had confronting conversations. We've never like had fights, but we've certainly had like, hey, this is how I'm feeling and this is how I'm feeling and whatever. So I'm I'm like comfortable or at least I, uh, what's the word? Not comfortable, but I'm a little bit more certain about how you would respond to something because we've already had those discussions. So I wouldn't, but I'm sure there have been times where you've shared something with me or you needed me and I was just short with you or I was just distracted or I didn't give you the attention. And this is not just for you and me. This is for any conversation, any relationship where you like, don't you just, and so you want to know that like your friends got your back when you're in those kinds of situations. I'm going through like a really just heavy work period. And I, I started to find like, I just don't have the emotional bandwidth sometimes for my personal relationships. And I fucking hate that. And so I think it's also about self-awareness and knowing yourself and 
what really are your value systems? Now we know that, I mean, at least for me, I know I can't show up for 20 people, but I can certainly show up for five people. And so I think you have to go like, okay, how am I going to distribute my resources as a friend so that I can take care of the relationships that really mean a lot to me? And some of the relationships that, I don't know, maybe don't fill me up as much, not that those people are bad in some way or they're, you know, something's wrong with them. It's just like, I know I probably can't give as much to those. So it's almost like I think about We've talked about this before where you have sort of like your social MVP squad. You have like your inner, inner circle. And those are the people who you probably have had some of the more confronting conversations, some of the more uh, honest conversations, vulnerable conversations. And those are the relationships you typically want to cultivate the most and make sure that those are solid. Then there's like the second ring out. And so I think about if you have a negative interaction with someone who you thought was in the inner ring, and then they have like a weird response to something, they might just go like one wrong out. Again, it's not about them being bad. It's just going, I need to protect my you know, uh, peace of mind, right? I need to protect my, and if, and if I interact with a friend and I don't get a response that's really caring or it's judgmental in some way, whether or not they wanted to, I'm probably going to not feel safe going to that person anymore. And so, you know, there is nuances here, but I think the best thing that we can do is just be able to protect our sensitivities or protect our vulnerabilities by really just knowing the people that we're letting into some of our more scary stuff or more vulnerable stuff. Yeah, I really love that. I like the rings, the ring analogy too. Like you've got your tight circle and then you've got like your next level and next level. And what's interesting is I, you know, I found myself in just a situation yesterday and it's making me think somebody that was, I felt like was in my tight inner circle that I'm almost wanting to exhale them exile them <laughs> like to five circles out outer dark yeah like like you're not in <laughs> like any a, circles anymore you know like uh we're unfriending and i'm gonna block you right should we thing. tell the Susie white Which story is, right now yeah yes, <laughs> you're gonna block the person i mean but like let's let's walk yeah. through this this is really important because you had this experience and i think all of us have had this experience where we we like share something that feels like a little vulnerable to share and we don't get the response in fact we might even get a response where we feel like we feel stupid. We're like, is something wrong with yeah. me? Or like, was something wrong with, and we feel embarrassed or we feel self-conscious. And then we just go, you know what? That person didn't hold it down for me. I don't even want to have anything yeah. to do with them anymore. Yeah. So yeah, what, I, so how are you feeling? <laughs> I don't know. It's funny as you say that, I'm like, you know, I should just let it go. Or I definitely, at this point in my life, I want to have a conversation about it, at least let them know, you know, what, how I felt and what happened. And I'm going to, I'm figuring that out. You know, I need to write it out and get my feelings down. I'm one of those people I wish, and I'm sure there's a lot of people on here. I wish I was one of those quick thinkers that on the spot, I'd figure it out and say what I need to say. But I was so shocked in the moment by a reaction that I was like, my body felt it. Like I was shaking on the call and I'm like, why am I so upset about this? And it took me a while to kind of process it. And then I thought of all these things I could have like, what about this? I could have said this, but I never think of the right thing to say in the moment. And I always wish I could be quick thinking with, I know some people are so good and maybe it's not a good skill to have, but some people are so good at just the comebacks or like cutting someone down in the moment or having like those verbal, like jarring jousting fights. But I'm just never good at that or coming up with a good joke on the spot. I'll think, I'm like, oh, I should have said this like 10 hours later. So I have to kind of process it. And I, because this person was in my life for a very long time and we were really close, I do want to bring it to her just to let her know, um, just to not like ghost the relationship and, and leave them guessing. 
But I, you know, I think it's, I don't know, I guess in some ways it might be okay to do that. <laughs> I, I think it comes down to where you are in your life and what do you want? I noticed um, Jeff actually had an interaction with one of his best friends. Um, and I had asked, I go, Hey, I haven't heard from, from this guy. And he was like, yeah, we're done. And they had some weird interaction and then they just stopped talking and he never brought it up to him, uh, the other guy. And I think they just kind of both separated and they were like best, best friends. And it's interesting. And I, maybe it, maybe it's the part that because someone is a best friend that it hurts a lot more. And maybe that's why, where if it was a, I don't know, a sibling, you can kind of roll your eyes or if it's someone who's kind of in that uh, maybe middle circle, if they do something that's off putting, you just kind of can shrug it off. But I think it's when it is that close circle or the ones that you think were tight that give you the reaction you didn't expect, it hurts more. And so it feels like you want to have a bigger rejection of mm, them. Like mm-hmm. you, you, you got all this access and now you get no access because yep. you fucked it up. Yep. And I think that's part of the hurt of like um, almost a retaliation, but like, Hey, like you lost, you lost all the privileges and that wasn't cool. And I almost think that's a, a fair consequence. I mean, you definitely can. There's no like rule that says you have to go back and like explain the situation, especially if they don't give a fuck, you know, (laughs) the other day, like that's the thing is like, if it wasn't weird for them or they don't feel any sort of way about it, like I'll give you an example. Um, I had, I was having a conversation with one of my really close friends like several weeks ago and, um, he said something and I took it the wrong way. And I remember feeling like, at the time I, my face got really hot. Like in the moment, I think because I was feeling like, like he was, it was like an affront to me or in some way. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, um, I kind of lashed out, which is not really something I do all that often. And I found myself saying like, I really resent that, that you said that. And like, I kind of like went off a little bit and I didn't get like angry, angry, but I kind of said something very like direct and short. And then we jumped off the phone and I knew in the moment that I was like, that one good. Like I was just like, I didn't really hold it down, (laughs) like emotional regulated, like, and so, and not that he was completely not at fault either, but I remember, so then I took the day and I was like, let me just take the day. And then the next day I called him up and I said, Hey, I want to talk about yesterday because I know that it was off for us. Like as a friendship, it was off. Like something was there. And in the moment I, so I apologized for the way that I responded. I was like, you know, I think it was like an overreaction. I was just being extra sensitive. You know, I realized this with like a little bit more thought about it and like this was going on and I was feeling this kind of way. And, and he was totally like, totally. And he was like, and also that's my sensitivity too. So I get it. And like, it wasn't, so I think if both people feel like the interaction is off, then maybe you have a conversation about it or if the relationship means a lot. But what would be, what would be worse is if you were sp- like you went to this person who you had the the, re- the situation with and you're like, hey, that felt off and it was hurtful for me. And they're like, wait, what? And they like don't see yeah. <laughs> that it was any different than the, than the conversations you've had in the past or the interactions you've had in the past. Then it's like, all right, Susie White. And we use yeah. that term in our family because uh, years ago, I was um, with my family and with my dad, with my brothers, and we were talking about one of my brother's ex-girlfriends. And we kind of said something about like, oh, they broke up, this and that, or they've been broken up for a while. And my dad goes, she's Susie White, dead to us. And we go in like a thick Boston accent. We're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) She's dead to us. I said, who's Susie White? And he goes, ah, she turned me down the seventh grade. 
So basically, he was saying that you hold a grudge and she's dead to us. If the tiniest little thing happens, they're dead to us. I was like, this is really dysfunctional. So anyway, now this is a Susie White situation. It's like, is this person just dead to you? Like, And, and do you yeah. need to do that? Or is it worth having the conversation, having at least one more conversation to see if they respond any differently or see that that, that was like off for the way that you've normally interacted? And if they don't see it as yeah. off then fuck them. Like, honestly, then, then it is a Susie White situation and there's no salvaging the relationship. Uh, dead to us. I love the idea of people just being dead to you. You're done. You're out. <laughs> Some people just operate like that constantly. I'm the opposite. I'm like, you get 17 yeah. tries with me. <laughs> you get all the chances. You get you all know, the chances. Ultimately, <laughs> I think it is, it is that. It's like, what do you want it? Do you want there to be repair or was it enough of was it enough of a hurt that you just don't want to bring it back? Is it worth having that conversation? Um, or is it your patterns to cut people off as soon as they do anything and you run away? And do you want to change those patterns if it is your pattern? It's definitely not my pattern to cut people off. In fact, um, I, I guess that's why maybe I was really hurt. And I, I had two people who know this, the person um, that I'm kind of referring to. And they've kind of said that over time, they they always thought she was kind of weird to me and said different things that I just never mm -hmm. saw. And mm -hmm. it made me feel dumb too, because they said the exact same thing and not knowing the whole situation. They're like, she's always been a certain way to you. She's always been this to you. And I'm like, huh, maybe I've just been extra nice and given people benefit of the doubt. And this is somebody I don't need in my life ever again. I don't mm -hmm. know. Um, but it hurt me in, in the fact that I thought things were different. So I don't know, you know, I feel like I might bring up the the issue, but I don't know if that means I don't know if I'm going to bring it up to save the relationship or just bring it up to be like here's here's why this is the end of us and <laughs> and I'm just letting you know why why we're breaking up. <laughs> I mean, some people have exit interviews for friendships. I've heard of that before, where it's like we're no longer going to be friends, and here's why. I think that's a little <laughs> bit overkill, but you know, you just decide <laughs> like, Hey, does it mean a lot to you? Cause sometimes it's for you. Sometimes it's for you to know yeah. that you said it, you know, sometimes you just yeah. need to say it one more time to be like, Hey, just so you know. And then also there are consequences to that. And if the person's like, fine, then it just tells you what you needed to know and you weren't really important to them anyway. But I also want to yeah. normalize this idea that we can, and I hate to use the word outgrow, but in a way, like it's okay to just, I don't know, like, be in a different place. I um, had like two really close girlfriends like 10 years ago and we did a lot together, like went to each other, like houses, like traveled a lot together. And both of them just went in different directions with their careers and went in different directions with their lives. And it's okay. I still wish them the best, but it was odd for a moment that we're like, okay, because I've always kind of been the same. I've always kind of been doing the same thing and been the same type of person. These people changed drastically and for the better for them. And I'm happy for them from like afar. I'm like, you know what? That was great that you've had these realizations and you're going through these things with your life. And these are important developmental things that all of us need. Um, so I don't wish them any will, ill will, but there is times where I'm like, yeah, that it almost feels like that was a mirage, <laughs> like those years of being really close. And again, like it's just what we just don't talk anymore. And you just go, well, they're just in a different yeah. place and I'm in a different place and that's wish them the best. And we, the relationship ran its course and you just have to look back and just be grateful for the good times you had, I guess. Yeah. Sometimes I think of it as when, when we were dating and you might meet up with somebody and have a couple dinners and you're, you both kind of know, like you don't have to necessarily say this didn't work. It's just, 
you leave, you say thank you for the evening. It was great. And then they never call you and you never call them. And it just, it just, it was just it? ends. You Those know? are always the best like, ones. You had a, yeah. <laughs> Those are yeah. always the best, and right? And it doesn't feel like anyone got ghosted. It was just like, oh, it wasn't really a match. Like, thanks for the, the nice dinner. And it was great to meet you. Yeah. And then they, they say nice thanks life. for the conversation too. And they never call you back. And you're like, Ooh, thank God. Cause I didn't want them to call me back. Cause I wasn't feeling it, but it wasn't bad. It was just like, we're just, there wasn't a, there wasn't a match anymore. And I think with friendships too, it can feel that way. You can be like after I, and I'm definitely am thinking about a couple friends too, that I just don't talk to anymore. And it was just kind of like that. It was like one of our last conversations just felt not as aligned anymore. And I'm like, eh, that didn't fill me up as much as it used to. And I just don't talk to them anymore. And it just kind of felt like this slowly, no, nobody reaches out. Nobody's like, Hey, let's get coffee. Like I'm not, and they're not. So we're just, not, we're just not doing it anymore. Yeah. And there's no judgment about it. You know, I think sometimes we can feel really, we can feel, um, uh, what's the word like resentful or we can feel put out when people are like, ah, oh, well, so-and-so never calls me. But then I always say like, do you call them? And they're like, well, no. And I'm like, okay, well then it sounds like you both have just decided to move on. And like, is that okay? Yeah. People are just doing their thing. There can literally just be a slow, separating of the friendship over time, it doesn't yeah. have to mean anything bad about either of you. You can just go, well, we're just in different places, you know, and the the longer you go without talking regularly, the harder it is to keep a conversation going. So that example I gave you about my two friends like a decade ago, um, you know, one of them reached out like, I don't know, maybe like three, four years ago. And we had a really good talk and she kind of shared with me a lot of the stuff that she had gone through. And I think she probably felt maybe a little bit, what's the word, maybe a little bit abandoned by me because I was kind of just doing my thing while she was having like some, you know, some serious stuff going on in her life. But she had some other friends that she was leaning on. And so I just let her have that experience. So anyway, we reconnected and had like a long conversation and we were like, you know, you know, let's see if we can be in each other's lives again and like whatever. And so maybe for like a day or two after that, we texted a little bit, but we just didn't have anything in common anymore. So, and we also yeah. weren't in each other's lives all the time. So it was hard to, it felt like every time you texted, you had to like restart the conversation. We weren't, it wasn't like 10 years ago where we were texting all day, every day. So we knew everything that was going on in each other's lives. So it almost felt like the, the activation energy to like get the relationship started again. Even if you're both like, you're awesome. You can even yeah. say from over here, you're amazing and I wish you the best, but our time of the like talking constantly is over. Now, I won't ever let that happen with you, but <laughs> you're the only person, <laughs> you're not allowed to leave me. Yes, yes. I know. No matter how that, far like... away we live. <laughs> it's so, you know, it really does take such an effort to make sure that doesn't happen because it's so easy to happen. It really is. And so it takes a conscious effort. And I appreciate that you make a conscious effort. And I try to as well. And it's like, it's definitely one of those things that can be so easy because new characters come in, right? Totally. There's like, there's people that come yep. in and you get new friends and you're like, wait, who are those? Who are those friends? And who are those people? <laughs> yep. And when it when it goes so long, it does feel like there's this activation energy. Actually, a gal um, was driving through town yesterday. I haven't seen her since 2017, my apartment in Venice. She said, hey, I'm driving from St. George to LA. I want to grab coffee. And so it was kind of one of these uh, give me the summary of the last five years. And like, yeah. Well, catch up to you. And it, it feels like so much that you just don't want to have to catch everyone up. So it's, you can't have that day-to-day -day interaction because there's so much to catch up on. So you really, to maintain friendships, you have to keep up, not necessarily on the day-to-day, -day, whatever is going on, but more consistently. Otherwise it just 
kind of disappears. Yeah. You know what's funny and to maybe, me? Was when, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, what funny, what's funny to me is sometimes I won't see someone for like a few years and like, I miss you. And I'm like, do you really? Like, you know, like, how could you really? Yeah. You know, it's like, we haven't <laughs> talked in three years. I'm sure you don't miss me. If you miss me, you would fall, you would have reached out and like, look, I don't miss you either. Yeah. So it's okay. But you know, what I think about what I, people just say that sometimes to say it, I think. But when I think about it, you know, I say this to Keith all the time. I'm like, you know, I hardly miss anyone ever, but I miss you and I miss my family. And like, those are the only two people that like, I truly like actively miss. And it's funny because yeah. I like, I don't think there's anyone else in my life like that, that I'm like, oh, I really miss hanging with them. I'm like, they're great. And if I happen yeah. to see them, awesome. But I'm not like actively like, we should get together. Yeah. I think there's a few people for me that I miss, but it's when, if I say I miss them, I feel like when I really think about it, it's not actively missing them. It's I miss the times we used to have, mm. you know, I missed, I missed those days. And that was really fun. Like that time that we experienced together, I missed that. And that was a good time. But, you know, on the day to day, it's like, probably don't think about them that much. But the the sentiment is like, we had such a good time when we were friends, even though it was long ago. I just can't get over when you just said a decade ago, I'm going, wow, we met in 2013. And it feels so long ago and also not. And it's just mm -hmm. time is so wild at how much of multiple different lives and segments of lives we, we've had over the years. And that so crazy. is, yeah, that is really interesting. And you know, when I think about it, you almost can't bring the same people through every season of where you are because you are so different. Like I was so different at 26 and 36 and I'm not 46 yet, but I will be very different then. And the 26-year-old version and the 46-year-old version are two different people. So it makes sense that people are going to weed themselves out, whether by accident or by slow neglect and decay or by like something abrupt. And it's like, whoa, that was like time to go. Yeah, for sure. And I will say, you know, that's, that's I guess, why we wanted to have this conversation. There is sort of a cautionary tale to be had here where, you know, if you really care about a relationship, you do have to put effort in. And I think if you want to, and for those of you who have not listened to the episode with Danny Coleman and I, maybe go back and listen to that. We did talk a lot about this sort of feeling of like, how do you show up in a scenario with a, a relationship you do want to deepen or you want to maintain like non-judgment's number one, <laughs> like empathy is number one. So if you're, if you're talking to someone in the case that you just kind of shared with us, uh, having that experience and you shared it with me yesterday and it was kind of like, yeah, that was pretty fucking judgmental. And like, I don't know if I were you, I would not feel safe ever divulging anything to that person again. And like, maybe yeah. that's a 180, but I think a lot of people go around and don't like they, someone will like shame them or someone will make them feel a certain way and they'll just take it. And they'll be like, well, I guess yeah. it was, you know, maybe that judgment was warranted, but like, no, like in a best friendship or in a close friendship, there's no reason why you should feel judged. Person can have questions. They can be curious, but there should never be judgment. There should always be empathy. And back to you saying earlier about people not knowing maybe what to say when a loved one passes away. I had this, I had this, um, situation a while back with a friend of ours who's in this industry whose sister passed away. And um, we're not like best of friends, but we're cl close enough within the industry. You know, we've, we've definitely spent time together and whatever over the years, we have a lot of mutual respect. And I didn't reach out and I felt so 
um, embarrassed about it that I didn't because I kind of like didn't want to be, I, I kind of talked myself out of reaching out because I was like, well, I'm going to be one more person in her DMs and, you know, I'm going to be one more person, you know, who she now needs to hold like emotional space for and whatever. Then a couple months after that, we went to dinner and I said to her at dinner, I said, hey, I'm really embarrassed that I didn't reach out when your sister passed away. And I would love to, if you want to talk about her, I'd love to learn more about her. I'd love to like learn about, you know, and I just said, I'm really, and she goes, she goes, don't worry about it at all. She goes, I understand that's like, she was very empathetic to me even at the time, but I just called it out. You know, I didn't pretend like I didn't, I said, you know, I'm really embarrassed that I didn't reach out and I should have, but I also, you know, was feeling some kind of way and I don't need you to like hold emotional space for me right now, but just so you know, I care about you and I'm so sorry that happened to you. And I'd love to know more if you want to tell me more about her. And so we did, we had a whole conversation about her and her growing up together and whatever. And it was really beautiful. Um, but I think there is a nuance there where you're like, I want to be there for the person, but I also don't want to, I know they're already exhausted from answering all of these texts yeah. and messages and whatever, you know, cause then, so I don't know. It's, but I think it's, I was happy that I ended up saying something, even though it was really uncomfortable to say at the time. I think that's such a great lesson. And that if anyone listening feels the same way, like maybe they felt like they should have said something, but were scared that it's okay to bring it up later, even though it feels like maybe the time has passed or it's been too yeah. long and just express that, Hey, I wanted to say something and I was scared and be vulnerable with that. Yeah. And I think saying that is so much better than still not saying it because the person who's sitting there potentially judging and wondering why the fuck you didn't do anything. And maybe not, maybe they were so overwhelmed. They're like, I, right. I know there are people who said stuff about my mom. I'm like, I don't even remember who reached out. There were so many. Um, so like, if you apologize, thank you. But I wouldn't, you know, what at the time it was a lot anyway. But I think saying it is better than not saying it. Because yeah. if your relationship does matter, and if you're feeling some sort of way, just getting it out, like you, you probably felt better afterwards. You know, just getting it out and saying it, totally, and it allows them allows them to have their reaction to maybe if they did say, you know, maybe they're not going to bring it up, like, hey, why didn't you care? But you saying it first allows them to kind of let their guard down too. So I really and I like think that if you you're that. having, yeah, I think, and that's just good advice just for us to know, especially from someone who just lost someone recently. Um, but I always think with friendships, if you care about the relationship, I think it's important to over communicate even. Like if you mm. feel like there's any weirdness at all, I think it's, I think call it out. I think just say it, you know, cause they may not be feeling it on their end, but it's really important. Like, you know, um, Shantae and I had a conversation a while back and she kind of like d was doing something with her business and it didn't affect me, but it was sort of like related to what we were doing together. And she reached out and left me like a voice note and was just like, hey, I just wanted to let you know sort of what's going on with this other offer that I'm doing so you don't feel any certain way about it, like it's taking away from what we're doing. And she goes, I'm sure you're not even thinking about it, but I just want to like volunteer this information. I, and I actually responded and I said, actually, I was wondering about that. So I do appreciate that. So I think if there's any sort of like thing or weirdness or whatever, I think just say it. And then it's okay. No one's in the wrong. No one did anything wrong. No one's bad. Yeah. It's just like, this is the thing. And you don't have to solve it right there either. You just have to be like, so I kind of felt this way. I don't know if you did. And it's not to say I'm right and you're wrong or vice versa, but did you feel that too? And like, cool. What was that? Let's talk about it. Um, but that can feel scary. Yeah. I really love that. I think 
I mean, I don't really have much more to add. I think we can end on that. But over communication is so big in anything. Um, like my, Jeff is working through this startup and there's a couple more founders than there were in his last company. And there's definitely been some beginning things kind of bubbling up. And he had a jar meeting with them and we did a, a podcast episode. You can mm-hmm. look up like the jar episode, but he's using the jar with them. And he said, you know, it's so important that we over communicate because these little things just start to turn into big things. And yep. I don't, I don't even know if I, did I ever share the story about the AirPods? Uh, this years, it was like two years ago, Jeff had this guy that he was a coworker that he was working with. And there's just been some weird stuff going on. And finally, uh, the guy, I'll just say his, I'll just make up a name. His name's Mike. Um, and Mike goes, you remember the AirPods? And Jeff's like, no. He goes, remember, I, you thought I stole your AirPods. And Jeff's like, what are you talking about? And he goes, March 2020. Uh, you asked me if, I guess there were some AirPods on this table. And Jeff was like, hey, are those yours? Mostly because he lost his AirPods and he wasn't sure. And the guy was like, no, they're mine. But that guy in his mind thought that Jeff was thinking he stole his AirPods for two years and held that held that in. And this whole time, there's been this weirdness between them. And meanwhile, Jeff just shrugged his shoulders. He's like, oh, they weren't mine. Like, I just keep looking. And he found his own damn AirPods. But this dude was like thinking for two years that Jeff was thinking he's an AirPod thief. And so it's like these little things, like so small, but if they had been communicated early on, there didn't need to be two years of this tension and buildup over in the company. Mm -hmm. So I think this over communication and these things that can build up are so important to just bring up even as stupid as they might sound or like, Hey, I know this is weird, but I feel like you were accusing me and I didn't, you know, I felt like... (laughs) Because Jeff had did, did not even remember the conversation from two years ago. He's like, I don't even remember saying that. Like, right. that's how much of a nothing it was to me. And yet this guy for two years was thinking, Jeff thinks I'm a thief. And he he's like, he's holding something against me. And it just, and everything was seen through that lens. So every communication, he thought Jeff was being a certain way to him because he's thinking he's a thief. And he's like, that was not ever a thing. At all what so, I was thinking. <laughs> so this over communication in relationships, friendships for sure, but work relationships or personal relationships, I think can never hurt to over communicate. No, I agree. Love it. Such good examples here. Well, we went in a lot of different direction on this episode. Hopefully you guys resonated <laughs> with some of these, um, you know, and also just giving yourself permission to have the full uh, response and experience. And also if you, if the relationship means something to you, then make sure you reach out and tell them. And again, don't come with like the, I'm right, you're wrong sort of energy come with like the curiosity energy. And I think Mm. that you'll be, um, really, hopefully you'll be pleasantly surprised at how well those things go. And and hopefully you're able to salvage those relationships or just Susie white them. And then that's it. They're dead to you. (laughs) That is also Susie white. (laughs) <laughs> all right y'all well that's all we got for you today if you have not left us a rating and review we would absolutely love that we have not gotten a new one here in a while so if you're listening to this show regularly we'd love to hear from you you can go to anywhere you listen to podcasts give us a five-star rating and then leave a couple sentences as a review to tell people what you like about the podcast so they might listen as well y'all are the best thanks for being here and we'll see you soon 